Hey there, welcome to the Mile High Church Podcast. Have you ever heard of Greg Braden? Learn how to thrive in our world of extremes at Greg Braden's two-day online workshop, Deep Human, on Friday, October 23rd. Check it out at milehighchurch.org. And now, Barry Ebert shares his talk, Recommitting Our Spirit. So yeah, I'm glad to have you here too. We're uh, beginning our Adventure in Faith program. And uh, so it's great to be a part of that. Uh, Adventure in Faith has been a part of our Mile High heritage for as long as I've been around here. Uh, it's always been a big deal. We used to have big tents out in the parking lot and big celebrations at the end of Adventure in Faith. But it's a, you know, it's a time for us to uh, to recommit to spirit. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about tonight. And uh, I think especially this year, it's important um, for us to recommit to spirit. The, um, you know, in this time of the global pandemic, uh, when it first started, it was in uh, kind of early spring, you know, and uh, we were all a little freaked out, didn't know what was going on, but uh, we got closed in. And um, it was a great time to get the garden going. I had my greatest garden ever this year. Uh, moved around a lot of dirt, did a lot of digging in that springtime. And we could see spring out ahead of us. We could also see summer out ahead of us, that time of just freedom and exploration and adventure. And uh, we were kind of living for that. And we've been through that now. And now uh, we're in the fall, and um, the pandemic is still with us and uh, could be bigger than ever, and we are heading into a different time. We're heading into uh, uh, the end of daylight savings. Days are getting shorter. Um, You know, it's getting colder, and it's a time of closing in, and this is an ancient thing that's been pulling on people as long as people have been around. Um, And so this time of moving towards the solstice in uh, this time of moving into the darkness has always been a time when we need to recommit to spirit. And so that's a big part of uh, why we do Adventure of Faith this time of year. So we're going to be having an adventure together. And uh, I just invite you to, uh, to use this time. Um, a lot is happening around us, but I think what's important is what's happening within us and bringing light to the time that we're in now and uh, giving ourselves the opportunity to develop a closer relationship with God. So that's what this thing is about here. <clears throat> I, rec- I recently um, read a book by Harold Kushner that I really like. He's the guy that wrote uh, uh, When Bad Things Happen to Good People. He's a rabbi and he wrote a book called Who Needs God? And it was one of those books that just uh, jumped off the bookshelf into my hand at the perfect time. And uh, I've had some time to do some reading. And it uh, really meant a lot to me to, uh, to see this book because this is, um, this is a time when most of us have been separated from our religious community. And so um, that conversation of do we really need God, do we really need uh, church and going to church on Sunday and all that, um, now in our time of great, uh, great distraction, but also great technology and all the things that we have created. Do we still need God? I think that's the question that this this book posed. And um, him being a rabbi, as you can imagine, he, he thinks that we still do need God, and I agree with him. I like to think that there's a higher authority than us. One of the things he said in his book was, uh, we want to believe in God. For all our celebration of our wondrous achievements, 
we don't really want to have ultimate responsibility for the world. At the limits of our own power, we need to turn to a power greater than ourselves. I like that thought, that there is, there is something so much bigger than us, and we don't know what it is, and we can't put it into any kind of description. But we like to know that it's there, and that it's involved in our lives. And one of the things I like to think about when I think about God is there is an absolute right and wrong in the world. It's not a relative thing uh, that just comes and goes with fashions, but there, uh, there is right and wrong. And uh, that's kind of the way that uh, we think about God as kind of not judging us, but of kind of setting a moral tone that we can live up to. He says this, we want to know that we are taken seriously. We want to feel that our decisions are important at the highest level. The ideas that standard of good and evil are set by God and do not come from within ourselves. In this time of relativism, I think that it's really important that we see that there is uh, ultimate authority greater than we are beyond any specific religion or any specific set of beliefs. God is. We are connected with something beyond our understanding, but something that's beautiful. And we want to develop a relationship with it. I love what our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, said about uh, his relationship with God. He always used to talk about walking with God and God being a part of his, just a part of his life as a companion. And he said, we can no more do without spirituality than we can do without food, shelter, or clothing. Ernest Holmes said that God is love and God is law. And God is the governing power the governing power in the universe. And we can connect ourselves with it. We can let it move through us and our lives can be greater and we can feel a great sense of something powerful moving through us no matter what we're going through in the world. So I want to talk a little bit tonight about recommitting to spirit. Our overall title for Adventure of Faith this year is Certain Faith in Uncertain Times. And how do we find that certain faith? I think the first thing to remember is that it's about relationship. We are building a relationship with spirit. Something that's unseen, which calls to our faith. And the first thing we need to do is to ask ourselves, what do we really think about God? And do I want to have a relationship with God? You know, in the, uh, in the church where I grew up, I kind of got the idea that the God that I was learning about was uh, watching over people and kind of expecting them to do bad stuff because that's what people do. And the God was always looking down and judging us. You know, as I moved into adolescence, uh, I really got that feeling that God was looking at me and not particularly pleased. Just that idea that God is is always watching us, right? Is always watching us and waiting for us to do something bad. And it came to me just a while ago, what if God is watching us and waiting for us to do something good? Maybe that's the way that it works, that God is waiting for us to do something good and is aligned with us in doing good and is available for us to do good through us. Maybe if that's the way that it all works out. 
in this relationship that we're talking about. One of the phrases that I love that Ernest Holmes used was a phrase called divine companionship. That we have an opportunity to be friends, to be intimately connected with a power that is so far beyond us, but its very essence is love. He said, a constant realization of the presence of spirit will provide a sense of divine companionship which no other attitude could produce. Divine companionship. You know, one of the things I love doing is teaching uh, the Bible workshop here, New Eyes on the Bible. It always makes me dig deeper into this relationship that people have had with God down through the centuries. That's really what the, what the Bible is about, is, is the different people talking about their relationship with God and their understanding of God. And that relationship going back and forth. And, you know, when we start out in the Old Testament, God is on the mountaintop, and he is the, he is the God of the Hebrews, and he's, he's a war God, and they take him into battle with them. And the enemies of the Hebrews are the enemies of God. And we move through the Old Testament in that time of their battles and at that time of them being conquered and going to different places and just trying to keep this relationship going with God, with this tribe. And then when we move into the New Testament, we get a new idea of God, a different idea of God that, that Jesus brings into the world. And it's a personal idea. In his teaching, he's talking about the parable of the lost sheep. He's talking about the prodigal son who comes back home seeking forgiveness. And that each soul, each person, each life, each personality has value. And he really demonstrates what it looks like to have a relationship with God. You know, one of my great, uh, one of my great mentors is a minister named Harry Emerson Fosdick. I've talked about, talked about him before and he wrote a book called The Guide to Understanding the Bible. And he talks about this evolution in thinking that goes on in the Bible and the difference and what Jesus God was like. And not only that, but the relationship that Jesus had with God and demonstrated to the people around him. Fosdick said, Jesus God was revealed not so much in the words he used about him as in the life he lived with him. I love that. Jesus God was revealed not so much in the words he used about him as in the life he lived with him. He transformed the people that were around him as they watched him go through life, his short life and this relationship that he had with God that he was so committed to. It was an example for the people around him to follow and still for us to follow. That's what an adventure in faith is about a deeper level of commitment, a deeper level of relationship, a deeper idea of the possibility that lives within us when we are connected with God. One of the things I like to think about when I think about God and all the ideas that we have, all the different religions, the different ways that people define God, it's bigger than that. 
God's bigger than that. Whatever ideas we come up with, whatever thoughts we have, whatever box we try to put God in, God's bigger than that. You know, one of the things when we're teaching our science of mind classes that I always try to tell people is don't settle for an intellectual understanding of God, whatever you think that might be. This is about having an experience. This is about having an experience at a very deep emotional level and feeling connected with something that is beyond our ability to understand. One of the words that I love is the word ineffable. Ineffable is the concept of things beyond our ability to understand. We just, we just can't get them. And yet we can feel them. We can feel them. As Reverend Jackie said, uh, I would talk about baseball. That's what baseball is for me. It's ineffable. There's a feeling that I get when I go to a baseball game just being in there in that community that something beautiful is about to happen. And with God, that relationship is expanded out into worlds that I can't even comprehend. So what I try to do is approach God with a sense of mystery and a sense of awe. I talk a lot about Yogananda in here, Paramahansa Yogananda. One of the things that he really stressed is the importance of meditation. And our relationship with God is really is really brought into a deeper level by meditating. That's really how we communicate with God. And that's the place where we go to listen. With a high expectancy that we'll hear what we need to know. And people always asked him about the nature of God. What's God really like? What is God like? You're so, you're so close to God and we can feel that you're close to God. What is God like? And he said, how can I convey to you in words the nature of God? He is ineffable, indescribable. Only in deep meditation shall you know his unique essence. We have to seek God. We have to be available. God whispers. He doesn't scream at us. He whispers. But God is available and bigger than anything that we might imagine. So part of this adventure in faith is us committing ourselves to a deeper level of spiritual practice. That's a big part of the groups getting together and practicing meditation together, doing guided meditations together, gathering. Now we're doing it in Zoom. But we will be back in this room together. I know that that's true. The thing to remember is that God is one of the main things that brings us together. God brings us together. You know, as I'm standing in this room today, there's so many times that I've been in here when this place has just been packed, every seat in here full. And what is it that people are seeking here? It's more than entertainment. It's a sense of being together, worshiping and celebrating something that we can't completely understand but we believe in, we have faith in. God brings us together in community. The power of community is just unmistakable in the way that it transforms us, the way that it changes us. 
And a lot of times I think, uh, you know, we struggle with the word God. I ask people about that in my class. Sometimes when they're taking our first science of mind class, I'll say, if I say the word God, does that make any, anybody uneasy? A lot of hands go up. I mean, man, I wish you wouldn't use that word. You know, when I was growing up, God, I just, I just can't handle that word. But I think it's a word we need to wrap our head around because it's important, because it is bigger than we know. The great philosopher Martin Buber said, many men wish to reject the word God as a legitimate usage because it is so misused. It is indeed the most heavily laden of all the words used by men. For that very reason, it is the most imperishable and more indispensable. We need that word. We need to get comfortable with it. And it means so much more than just that word. However we think of God, Divine Mother, Mother, Father, God, Spirit, whatever it is, there is something. Jesus called it the Father within. Emerson called it the Oversoul. Ernest Holmes called it the thing itself. There is something so much bigger than us. So whatever we think about God, God's bigger than that. As far as bringing us together, that's one of the most wonderful things that we have. And I want you to know that we're trying and we're working towards bringing everybody back here. We've got to be patient. We've got to be safe. We've got to take good care of each other. Patience is not something that we're great at in this culture. You might have noticed that in yourself. But patience is a part of this. One of the things that um, Kushner talked about in his book about who needs God, religion is not first and foremost a series of teachings about God. Religion is first and foremost the community through which you learn to understand the world and grow to be human. It is the bringing together of people to share the important moments of their lives. So we will indeed share more moments together in this room. And I invite you into this adventure in faith that we are beginning right now, of recommitting to spirit. Wherever you are, however things have been going, and in spite of all the conditions that we find ourselves surrounded by, and all this collective anxiety that is swirling around us. Let's recommit. Let's recommit to spirit. Right now. Let's recommit to spirit. So in this, uh, this glorious moment right here, I give such thanks for the power of the living spirit. What a joy it is to know that we are surrounded by and filled with a spirit of truth, a spirit of love. I know that I am connected with that power and each of you is connected with that power as well. And we commit ourselves right now to going deeper in this relationship with God to lean into it, to feel the joy that lives there, the power that lives there. And yes, indeed, God was watching us 
and expecting us to do our best. That's the nature of this relationship. God is walking with us. That's the truth. So wherever you are right now, bless you. Know that that power and that assurance that you are seeking is available. We commit ourselves to go deeper right now. To go deeper in our relationship with God, to surrender to something so powerful. To experience that joy. Know that you are worthy of it. And as you turn to God, God turns to you. For this I give great thanks. So it is. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.